Welcome to Naturally Well, a podcast to help you live a healthier and happier life with a Nordic twist. I'm your host, Kate Turner, registered dietitian, personal trainer, Nordic Naturals nutrition specialist, and owner of Live Well with Kate. All right, it is finally 2022, and Andrew and I are going to be talking about not so much resolutions, which I just keep hearing more and more about, which every year we do, right? About New Year's resolutions, but we're going to talk about a different way to think of them that actually works and makes you get something out of that year and helps you grow and learn. So Andrew, I hope you're up for this discussion because I am all hyped up on it. Totally, totally. I mean, we were just talking before we started recording even about like it's there is something nice about sort of having a reset button or starting over and sort of capitalizing on that energy, but at the same time, not putting so much pressure on yourself, not being sort of vague and broad in in these things you want to accomplish in the new year. And so really trying to go, what's what's maybe another way to think about New Year's resolutions? Definitely. And I have a ton of notes here and I want to get through all of them. This is like my time when, you know, I'm working out at 5 a.m. because, you know, I have a four-month-old baby and my mind's just going crazy. So bear with me on things. But like Andrew just said too, we want to make sure that a lot of these, whether you want to call them goals, resolutions, you know, your outcomes for the year, we want to make them specific and attainable and also attachable. And what I mean by attachable is we want them to be attached to an outcome or to that motivation that's going to actually keep you going. Because that's something I see a lot where people are just deciding they want to start a new habit, but there's no why behind it. There is no end motivation or goal, or it's just very unattainable. So what I want to mainly talk about today is how we can focus on the outcomes that you want for 2022 versus these resolutions. So you can also think of these outcomes, they're going to be where your habits come in. So we're going to get into a few examples, but basically once you decide some of your outcomes, and this is where I would say like, get out a piece of paper, maybe get out some sticky notes, write a few outcomes. Even if it's like, I want to be happier. You're just not feeling so great right now, or I want to be in better shape. Um, cause a lot of things can come from that. Right. And we can make a lot of habits that end with that outcome, write them all out. You don't have to have a lot of them. It could be two outcomes. Cause you'll see a lot of habits can come from one outcome, two outcomes. It doesn't need to be a whole list, but If you're like me, you may have a long list and that's okay too. You may realize you need to tailor it down. But so after you've decided your outcomes from there, I want you to pick out habits that can help you reach those outcomes and jot as many down as you can think of. We're going to start tailoring them. So just jot as many down as you can think of. Same with outcomes. You're kind of just brain dumping on the page or on your sticky notes what and would then, you, yeah. how would you define the difference between a habit and an outcome? So they are different. So your outcome is going to be like, let's say I want to be happier, right? We'll use that as our example. Well, that's the outcome you want, right? We can't make a habit to be happier. Yes, there are things you can do. And so that's something like, you know what, we'll just dive into this first example, but, um, 
let's say happier is the outcome. And one of the biggest things that's attached to that is you do not have a work-life balance. The job you're in is just not conducive to it. You feel like you're working all the time and you know that's affecting your happiness. So then from there, we need to dig a little bit deeper. And that's where some of these, you're going to have to go into a lot of layers. So from there, then you ask yourself, okay, well, maybe for 2022, I want to find a new job because I want better work-life balance. And that's ultimately going to make me happier. Well, just saying, you know, let's say you made a resolution, right? I want to find a new job in 2022. Okay. Like you could definitely do that, but that's not going to be the daily habit that gets you there. So then you have to ask yourself, what is going to be the habit that gets me to finding a new job, which is ultimately going to get me a better work-life balance because I'm only going to apply to jobs that support that as well. Maybe your habit is I'm going to apply to one job a week. I mean, you can make any number you want, but I'm going to apply to one job a week and I'm going to make sure it's a job that supports my overall goal of better work-life balance, not just applying to any old job, which I'm sure we've all been there. When you're looking for a new job, you just apply to anything that, you know, even resonates with (laughs) your current job or with your skill set, but really trying to get specific. Um, you're having and sometimes off, you yeah. might be in a situation where, you know, you, you have to sort of, you don't get to, you don't have the privilege to choose between a job that you love that has a work-life balance and a job that you need because you have bills to pay and a totally. to feed. So it's like even examining where you're currently at and setting up some of these habits. Agreed. And I love what you said too, Andrew, because it made me think about, we're not putting I mean, we're putting a timeline on it in that we would love it to be an outcome for 2022, but that may be that you finally find that job that gives you work-life balance. You may finally get the acceptance letter next December. It's not to discourage anyone, but it's really then focusing on the habit. And that's that next part is we can get really overwhelmed when we focus on the outcome, right? Like, okay, finding a new job, better work-life balance because it seems so large and overwhelming or just being happier. Like that's overwhelming. And it almost feels out of our control too. Exactly. It's not in our control. Whereas that habit is in your control. I love how you just said that, Angel. That's perfect. But that habit's in your control. So you can control if you apply to that one job week, you have total control over that. And then when you're starting to lose motivation, you go back to that why and that outcome. And that's when you reflect on the outcome. And something I want you to think about too is like, just because we're making these, and this is why I said just jot everything down and keep keep that list of all the things because, you know, whether it's quarterly, every few weeks, maybe you revisit it every week, revisit those outcomes and revisit those habits and see if they still align with where you're at. I know for me being a new mom now, (laughs) my outcomes, my habits, everything has completely changed. So, you know, I was thinking about the other day and now exercising for me or working out is my why for it is completely different before it was to be in great shape. Um, 
to feel strong, which I still would like to feel strong and be in good shape. But my main outcomes and my whys for working out now are to get some alone time and some me time to feel good for the rest of the day because having a newborn is, there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of moving parts. Um, and to give myself more energy and to help support my work because it's been really hard to feel inspired. But when I have that alone time and I'm in the gym, I get all my best ideas or when I'm out for a walk by myself, that's when those things come to me. So knowing too that revisiting it will help you realign every couple months if things are changing in your life. Um, so I want to just make that note too, but I'm curious, Andrew, like if any of this, like, have you thought about new year's resolutions yeah. or what's, what's going on with you? One thing I always think of around this time of year is I forget where, but I heard someone talking similarly. And the example they always gave was like, a lot of people say like, oh, I want to find love in the new year, or I want to have a, a boyfriend or a girlfriend. And that's something that's, you can't, you don't necessarily want to put a time limit on that because it's like it may not be the right person. But what you can sort of do, and I think this fits with your habits versus out outcomes, is like I want to go on 10 dates this year or I want to go on one date a week. Um, and even putting a number on it, you know, is it something that's trackable? That's, mm -hmm. that's like I want to work out three times this week or I want to read, uh, you know, one book a month or whatever it is versus – setting this sort of ambiguous, still motivational uh, resolution, but it's really hard to sort of keep up to this ambiguous, you know, amorphous blob of, of a, a goal you want. And that's a, the thing too I always think about is like, if you imagine like shooting a bow and arrow at a target, you have to focus on one small area to hit it. If you try to see it all, everything's kind of blurry and you don't know quite where to aim. But the more specific you can get on it, I, I feel like personally, the easier it is to actually accomplish some of these things that you want to accomplish. Andrew, bravo on that analogy. I love analogies because <laughs> I, I don't think know. think in analogies. They, yeah, they th I just, whenever someone gives me a good analogy, I really hold it close and I go back to it. And it's, it's something too, I was just reminded the other day. So I love the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. James, if you're ever listening to our podcast, can you please come on? I've been asking you for a while. Um, but it's a great book. But one thing I always think about is he talks a lot about, and this is similar to what we're saying, is rather than focusing on like the lofty goal or maybe that big outcome, focus on what would that type of person do? So he uses the example of someone saying, I want to write a novel, right? So let's say we want to write, I want to write a book in 2022. Focus on, I'm going to write every day in 2022. And I agree with you, Andrew. I think it's helpful to put like, I'm going to write two pages every single day, or I'm going to write for 10 minutes. So it can also be time too. I'm going to write for 10 minutes every day. But it's thinking about then, let's say you are, trying to eat healthier. Then when you are at, let's use Chipotle, for example, or you're at a restaurant and you're ordering, thinking to yourself, I want to be that healthier person. What would that healthier person choose? Rather than 
okay, I want to eat healthier. Okay. What's the healthiest thing on the menu? Oh, but I actually want that. It's, it's just a different mindset, but I also think it's a more positive mindset. And that's something too, is when you're making these goals or outcomes, and then you're jotting down these habits, think about adding, not taking away. And that's where I see a lot of resolutions and where they go wrong is people are taking away negative habits, but not realizing that when you start to add in positive habits, those negative habits naturally go away. Those bad habits naturally go away. For example, like this is one thing I'll talk a lot about with clients, but just starting the day off with a healthy, protein-rich breakfast, right? Versus a high sugar breakfast. So let's say like, you know, and we'll still make it delicious. Like, let's say you're doing like some eggs, bacon, but you have some arugula there and some blueberries versus having blueberry pancakes, right? Or just cereal, just like a sugary cereal in the morning, your day is going to go a lot different the way you eat. Like I promise you, you start that day off and we all know it. If we start our day off with a not so great breakfast, lunch and dinner probably aren't going to be so great either. Or you may make it healthy, but you're thinking about that, like having that pizza or something else and you're just forcing yourself to, and that's no fun. No. And even in the way you frame it too, like, like I, for me, I find a lot of this stuff can feel really corny or cheesy, but it also works. And so it's just like trusting that it's helpful, even though it may feel corny, but like, even the way you say, like, instead of, like you said, the positive versus like taking away, like Mm -hmm. a lot of people talk about, you know, maybe they have a cheat meal or something like that. And it's just like, even phrasing it as a cheat meal means this is what you would rather eat but you can't, you're not allowed yeah. to it, but this is what you prefer. So even like that, like, instead of saying like, um, I'm going to, I don't get to have pancakes, you know, like saying like, I get to have this other yeah. great eggs and bacon or whatever it is, you know? And it's just like, even again, it's on paper, it means the same thing, but somehow when you just start to think about it in that different, about what you get versus what you have to take away, totally. it really does affect how, uh, you know, your, your progress and your ability to try to accomplish some of these goals. And like your perspective on, on everything, Andrew, right? Like maybe there's something you don't want to do, like go take your dog for a walk because you need to, and you have so many other things to do, but thinking like, right, that I get to go take my dog for a yeah. walk and get, take a break. So I've, I'm a huge, huge proponent of that. Yeah. Or um, if it's like, instead of, I want to drink less soda in 2022, Maybe it's, I want to drink more water in 2022. Yes, exactly. And it is, it's like those bad habits will just naturally go away and it's thinking in the positive. But what I love about that is I know so many people, they take away those bad habits and that's their resolution. Guess what? Resolution lasted one month. Mm -hmm. Resolution lasted two months. But if you start just focusing on those positive habits, which Andrew and I were talking about before, I'm going to have an episode, I'm going to record an episode soon and we're going to have it come out soon, all about non-food wellness habits that you can start to instill. Because sometimes too, even just focusing on food, if you have a not so great relationship with food, whether you've been, you know, on and off dieting for years or just, I think we know we don't have the best relationship with food. And that's a lot of the time, even if you just realize you think about food negatively, or even if you're using like 
the terms cheat meals and things like that, it's really good to start instilling some non-food habits, which will lead to better food habits in general, but you don't have the focus on it. Um, so stay tuned for that. But I want to kind of get into your thoughts, Andrew, on what makes resolutions stick in your mind or even for you in your experience, what, what's actually made certain resolutions you've made. And it's so funny. I don't even want to use the word resolutions, (laughs) but actually get, you know, we talk about outcomes, but get things out of each year and grow. I can tell you what's helpful for me. And I'm, I would also be curious to know if you think this is healthy or not. Um, I'm sure like many things, there's, there's a bittersweet aspect to all of it, but, um, one thing that's been beneficial to me is having like, like I said, that clear, concise goal. And that might just be the language, but it's like a project or it's a thing to do. Like uh, a couple of years ago, I wanted to to get stronger, get in, get healthier. And so I challenged myself by committing to do this really long backpacking trip. And I had this very clear thing that I knew in the end of the year it was on the calendar. It was already booked, you know, like it was already scheduled. Um, and so it's like, it was a very practical thing that I had to be ready for. Um, and so like, um, I think we've talked about, uh, in the past with other people, Kate, like sort of like, uh, scheduling a 5k, you know, six months from now. And it's just sort of like, it's not, it's not, I want to lose weight. It's not, I want to get in shape. It's not, I want to, you know, get stronger. It's, I want to run a 5k in six months. It's Mm -hmm. a, you know, it's an actual thing. And there's a lot of like fun in like accomplishing a task or like checking off a a goal of yours. And so, um, yeah, for me, it's been, it's been stuff like that where it's just like, I have this very practical project, I guess, for lack of a better word, that's like sort of the end goal. Okay. So this is perfect, Andrew. I mean, I'm surprised we didn't talk about this before. This is beads. <laughs> I mean, we did. It. We okay. emailed briefly, but, but not let's specifics. break this down. Yeah. So what I heard was your actual outcome though, originally was you wanted to get stronger, healthier, healthier. That that's the outcome, right? That's the yeah. outcome you wanted. And then what you did was you knew you needed some type of goal from that to right? Like an, a, a tangible yeah. goal. Yeah. So you said, all right, on this day, I booked everything. I'm going to do this long backpacking trip. Can't get out of it. But then from that, how and what habits did you instill yeah. to get there? And what was that journey like? And so this is, yeah, this is another thing that I, again, I found helpful to me was having those trackable things where it was just like, I'm going to walk X miles a day or a week. And then not only is that a tangible thing, but it's also what I loved about that is trackable. So it's like, you know, everyone does the, the step counters or whatever your phone does it for you. But it's like, for me, those stuff was very easy to be like, can I do one more mile a day or can I do a thousand more steps a day or um, can I do two hikes uh, a month? And then after a while, can I up that to three hikes a month? You know, just slowly incremental gains that you can very easily, tangibly track. Yeah. Um, was there anything I'm just so, you know, I'm just so yeah. nosy now about it, Andrew, but was there anything besides like adding in that walking habit 
Were there any habits you added in that were really hard to stick to? Yeah, I think I definitely have a a weird relationship to food. You know, it's definitely. I mean, we all do. I know. Like, we all do. I I celebrate with food. I soothe myself with food. Um, So eating and diet has always been the toughest part of like sort of what I want in my life. Um, But like you said, what I found is the more. I hate to use the word discipline because I don't think it's quite right and sometimes has a negative connotation. Yeah. But for for lack of a better word, the more like discipline creates more discipline. So if I was able to accomplish all this stuff in like the walking and exercising and stuff like that, I saw that trickle over into my food and into my diet. And it was sort of like... And then when I was able to have, you know, success there, it made my work better. <laughs> you know, like I was more disciplined with work and et cetera. It sort of just all feeds into each other. And something, and I don't know, Andrew, if you like started all the habits at once. No, definitely but exactly. Not. And that's the thing too, is like, so when you're, you're writing out your outcomes, right? You're figuring out those goals. And if they're very specific, like Andrew's, which I love that for some people you do, you need to like put it on the calendar and then you have this, these list of habits, which another goal to that too, is a lot of those habits are probably going to hit multiple outcomes. Exactly. So it's not that you have to have specific habits for each outcome, which you will, but that they can also share outcomes. A lot of those habits will overlap, but you need to look at those habits and decide. And this is what I love too. You get to decide what habit you want to start with first. And then once you feel confident in that habit, you go back to your list, you add in another one and you get to decide which one. And who knows, another habit may have already started just from that first positive habit and go from there. But that's where it's in your control. Where again, I feel like sometimes when we're making like like our quote unquote resolutions, I feel like there's a handful that people mostly pick from and they're not really making that decision on what to start with first. Or they're like, I just want to get healthier. I'm going to clean out my whole fridge. I'm going to do this new diet and reset. And that's not really you choosing. You're just following some type of program. And I know there are a lot of like resets in the new year and things like, but it's not like Andrew said before, it's not really in your control. It's in your control to stop or not, which a lot of people end up falling off or stopping or once the reset or program is over or you miss, let's say you have a habit and you miss a few days because you go on a weekend trip and then you're like, oh, well, I stopped for a few days, so I'm not going to continue. But if you decide, I promise you, if you decide what habit you're going to start with first, so you make that decision you are way more likely to stick to it. And start with one. I forget who I heard this from a long time ago, but they talked about like um, trying to teach your grandparents to quit smoking with a smartphone app. (laughs) Like just that uh, in that specific analogy, you know, the, 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 the thinking is that they would have to learn a new habit to stop smoking and they would have to learn how to use a smartphone that they weren't familiar with. So it's like trying to do so two many barriers. things 
so many berries, like just choose one thing. Yep. And then about you get to choose. Like, I love what you said earlier about like writing down, you know, the first outcome. So like just, and like, you can go as many layers deep as you want. So it's mm-hmm. like, I want a happier life. In order to have a happier life, that means I need to have a better work-life balance. In order to have a better work-life balance, it means I need to get a new job. In order to get a new job, that needs, means I need to apply to a job one a week. In order to apply to one job a week, that means I need to create a new resume. In, you know, yeah. in order to create a new resume, that means I have to email all my old bosses and get letters of recommend. You know, like go, like start, go as far down yep. until it's something you, you have, can actually do. Because, because you have to go through all doing, those to get and, right to get a, an outcome out of it. And doing one, applying to one job a week, like that may be too much to start with. So, like, what's the step below that? What's the step below that? Below that? Below that? Exactly. Yeah. Maybe it's just adjusting my resume once a week in the beginning. And then once you have your resume good to go, I mean, don't get too perfectionist on me because then you'll be doing that resume for months (laughs) and then that job may not come (laughs) by December, but yeah, go, that's why go as many layers deep and keep those papers or those sticky notes, because again, you want to go back and readjust, relook at it, um, and see what aligns with where you're at. So I have to bring up to Andrew, we keep talking about and using the example of like the outcome of happiness and thinking about most people I talk to and what their new year's resolutions are. The outcome of happiness is never really there. It's usually like, and actually even like healthier is there, but it's in the phrase of like, I want to be in better shape. I want to be thinner. I, you know, I want to lose my backside or, you know, for some people, which is great. Like if it's, I want my numbers to change at my next, you know, blood test results, which I think is, Mm -hmm. is a great goal. But let's also talk about what's going to make us happier. Like I want you, if you're listening now and you've already made your resolutions and you're like, I'm not revisiting stuff, just at least revisit it to see if it aligns with you being happier, because sometimes when we think about, you know, a resolution and it is something like, oh, I want to be in better shape or I want to be thinner, things like that. Is it really going to make you happier? If it is great, but also focusing on things that are just going to make you smile because you're going to stick to that more. You're going to stick to those habits more when you know that the outcome is just happiness, which obviously through our podcast, we're all about health and happiness, but we don't focus on it that much. We really don't. Like as a society, we don't talk about what's going to make us happy or when we're deciding between two choices, we're not like, oh, well, that one will make me happier. It's usually like, oh, well, that one, I'll, you know, with that job, I'll make more money. So I'm going to take that Yeah, we talk about success. Mm Mm-hmm. And sort of think that we're talking about happiness. Superficial things. Yeah. Very superficial. Um, it's, you know, I'm going to go on a little bit tangent here, but Pat and I were actually, it's it's relevant though to what we're talking about. Pat and I were just watching this morning um, the YouTube channel, I want to say it's called Better Tomorrow. And <laughs> this guy did a great depiction of it this man who lives in a small fishing village fishes for two hours in the morning, spends the rest of the day with family and friends and enjoys life. Does not make a lot of money. You know, fishing for two hours in the morning may not make you so much money, but he was very happy. 
And then they have this American businessman come in and he tells the fisherman, listen, if you start fishing for eight hours a day, you will make more money. You'll be able to buy a bigger boat. You'll be able to catch more fish eventually, make more money, buy a fleet of boats. And then eventually you can live in New York and have this whole, you know, global fishing boat enterprise, sell your company and make all this money. And the man goes, the fisherman asks him, well, well then what, you know, like, you know, well, well then what after, you know, 20 years of doing this, the guy goes back and says, well, then you can, you know, maybe only fish for about an hour to a day, spend time with family, enjoy life, which is exactly what he's already doing. And it ties in so well with, you know, trying to figure out your goals or your outcomes and making sure that we really are choosing things that are going to make us happier in the end, not that are just going to make us more successful because unfortunately time is not infinite and time goes by really quick. So if anything, yeah. It's it's also just really hard too, because even if one wants to, make choices for their happiness. Oftentimes the societies and the constructs and structures that we live in don't afford us the privilege to choose happiness. Yeah, completely. And that's what, if anything you get out of today, it's that I want you, if you've already made resolutions um, or decided on habits that you want to put in place for this year, see if they align with being happy or not. Um, okay. So we are going to get to two questions that I get all the time about specific resolutions that people often make in the new year and how we can make them stick. So one is, you know, how can I start a fitness routine that will actually stick? Um, and also how can I eat healthier in a way that's going to be sustainable and all with this avoiding burnout or just stopping altogether. So one with fitness, it's pretty simple. And I know a lot of people promote it, but it's because it's true. You need to pick exercises that you love and don't go to extremes. Don't all of a sudden, if you're not exercising right now, or you took a break for a few weeks or months, all of a sudden jump back into going to some crazy hit class or saying, you know what, I'm going to go to a workout class one day or, you know, once a day for a few weeks. That's not going to get you one that's, you know, that's not good for your body, especially (laughs) if you've been taking a break, but two, that's not sustainable. So that's another thing. And I'm a big proponent of writing things down, but writing down a list of different movements that you actually enjoy. And then from there, maybe you add in one of those once a week or twice a week. And that's where too, you need to look at your schedule. You need to look at what everything else that's going on in your life. Just like Andrew was talking about earlier with barriers, we need to take away any barriers. So if you decide, oh, I want to go to the gym five days a week, well, look at your schedule. Can you even get to the gym five days a week? Because what happens is then when we we make that goal and we don't get there five days a week, we're feeling down on ourselves 
And then usually what happens is, well, I didn't make it five days a week, you know, whatever this, I can't even do this. Like, I can't even do this goal anymore. Like that one's off the table. Start slow. You have a long time, right? 365 days in a year (laughs) to actually make it happen. It doesn't need to happen all at once, but don't go to extremes and just get one down first and make sure it's something you actually enjoy doing, which is going to make you want to go and help with stress levels and ultimately make you happier. <laughs> yes. And it reminds me too of that, uh, you were talking about wanting to write a novel, uh, mm-hmm. analogy. Like I've also heard it said, like write two sentences, write at least two sentences a day. You can write more if yeah. you want to, but just commit to writing two sentences a day. And I think the same thing can be said of exercises where it could just be walk around the block. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you can go more if you want to, but just commit or go if you're going to the gym, go to the gym for 10 minutes. You know, like again, you can do more if you want to, but just commit to what is actually accomplishable that you do enjoy. And then slowly, if you want to, if you're enjoying it, add on more. Exactly. And even pair things like you know, you can either pair something you already like to do with exercise. So for instance, I love listening when I work out, it's also my time to listen to podcasts Mm -hmm. and it just makes my workout more enjoyable. I like it on its own, which is important, but it makes it more enjoyable, but it's also pairing two things. So if you're looking at your schedule and you're like, I just don't, I don't have the time. Or if I add in a workout, I'm going to be taking away something else I enjoy, like listening to a podcast while I'm in, you know, my office or something like that. Try and see if you can pair some of those things up, um, in terms of diet. So this is one that I just see goes so wrong for so many people. One, just saying like, I'm going to start a new diet in the new year. Just take that word away. And again, let's go back to that adding and thinking about abundance. So let's say you're thinking, you know what? (laughs) I want to eat healthier. And here's a great one for anyone listening that just wants to eat healthier. I'm going to give you a great habit. Eat more vegetables, right? We need to get more specific with that. So maybe it's, I'm going to start to have vegetables every day at lunch because right now I don't have vegetables at lunch. Um, or maybe you don't have them with dinner just, but pick one meal, right? Or even I'm going to have a veggie snack, but pick one meal or snack. Okay. With that, and this is why I see so many people go wrong. They buy all all the vegetables, every kind of vegetable. Their fridge is stocked with vegetables. The vegetables end up going bad, but the bigger issue is they're not even buying vegetables they like or enjoy. (laughs) So then this habit or, you know, this change that you're trying to instill is not enjoyable, which means it lasts that one or two months and then falls off. Eat the vegetables you like. Even if you're eating the same vegetables every day, that's okay. They're ones you like. But then once you have that habit down, you're like, okay, I'm eating vegetables every day at lunch or I'm eating vegetables every day at dinner. And maybe that was your second habit. Like, okay, I'm going to start with lunch and then, okay, dinner. I'm going to eat vegetables every day with dinner you have lunch and dinner down, then maybe the next habit is, okay, once a week when I do my grocery shopping, I'm going to buy a vegetable I've never tried before. And I'm going to, you know, look up a recipe, how to make it, which you have to do that. If there's a vegetable you've never tried before, you can always email myself and I can give you some recipes. If you're trying a new vegetable, 
but you need to make it taste good, right? Or there's no point, but that could be your next habit, but don't make life harder for yourself and, or just right. Focusing on the negative. If you want to eat more vegetables, buy the vegetables you like. If you are, I'm trying to think it through. Let's say if you're like, you know what? I want to do a smoothie every single morning, make a smoothie. You'll enjoy Yeah. <laughs> make a smoothie. You'll enjoy. Yes. There are ways to make a smoothie unhealthy. That's like, honestly, a whole nother topic that maybe <laughs> we can talk about, but make one that you're actually going to like, you're going to look forward to, or I promise you that habit will only last a couple weeks. No, those, that's great. I love the thing too about, you know, just try one new veg. If your goal is to have more vegetables, yep. try one new vegetable a month, even, you know, <laughs> like, or one meal, you know, like, so that way it's like, well, if I didn't like it, I have the rest of the food to eat this meal. And then I know the next meal I'll, I'll be back to what I like. And that's the whole thing too. It's just like, are there some vegetables that are arguably more healthy than others? Sure. Yeah. But a vegetable is still more healthy than a bag of chips. Uh, again, if that is what your goal is. I love it, Andrew. Like, Andrew, you should do more uh, nutrition talks. Like, <laughs> honestly, this, I it's love this. It's, it's learning from all the amazing people we've got to speak to I know. in the last year. And, uh, you know, I'm just looking right here. I have the calendar up for who we have scheduled for 2022. And I think it's going to be a great, another great year of great conversations. I couldn't have said it better myself. Well, guys, we wanted to keep this episode short. Um, we will have, like I said, and I would really want you to revisit. Um, we're going to have an episode come out on those non-food wellness tips. So, right, which we've kind of established pretty much all of us have not the best relationship with food or an interesting relationship with food, I should say. So make sure to check that out in a few weeks. Like we always say, Please reach out if you have any questions or based off of what you said and you need help coming up with some of your habits or your new fitness routine, diet, et cetera, know you can always reach out. Now, today's actionable step, and I, you know, I think I said it enough in the episode, but I really <laughs> want you, even if you're not gonna, you know, re-look at some of your resolutions. I want you just to make sure they're aligning with happiness. It can also align with health and many other things, but just make sure there are some habits in there that are just going to make you happier because that's what we're all about here. Thank you for listening to Naturally Well by Nordic Naturals. And remember, you can watch every episode of the podcast on our Naturally Well YouTube channel. If you want to know more about me, you can follow me on Instagram at livewellwithkate, where I typically live on my stories, providing a variety of daily health and wellness tips. Naturally Well is hosted by myself, Kate Turner, and produced by Andrew Steven. If you have any questions, please send us an email at podcasts at nordicnaturals.com, and we hope to answer your question on air. If you like the show, please tell a friend, share an episode, and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.